I hate both of you. All right, so check this out. Oh shit! So on Thursday, somebody hopped into my inbox, and they, <laughs> will you just fucking show oh, up? I'm sorry. And I listen was, to what I'm saying. Nigga, right, I'm damn. starting to start the story. A little, story little context. Little context. Yeah. So, bad, so, check, so check this out, man. So I was reading an article the other day that said that COVID is a lot more dangerous to men than we had anticipated. Now. Two studies came out, both small sample sizes, but two studies came out, one in March, one in May, saying that COVID has led to erectile dysfunction for those men that have Mm -hmm. since caught COVID. I heard that. I did hear that. Erectile dysfunction. So it was a one studies done from a university in indiana and i don't recall mm. where the other studies done but it's a study that was done actually outside i think it was in the uk so and both of them as i said were small sample sizes mm. but there seems to be a trail that covid is causing niggas dicks not to work and you still got folks running around in these uh, streets if nothing else still not trying to wear a mask not trying to get vaccinated. Now look. Well, now look. They, now look. They won't have to worry about if, wearing if, anything if, else either, would they? Look, look, I mean, look. <laughs> now, if, if anything, if anything, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If, if brothers out there gonna, gonna gonna tell me to my face that yo, I'm gonna risk COVID over a vaccine. So you're gonna risk your function as a man? What's the shot? So, ladies listening, if you want your man to get the the vaccine, you don't even tell him that he won't get any money more. Just tell him he won't be able to get any anymore. If you don't get the <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't you yo, won't, actually, yo, you won't be withholding it. Yo, he will be withholding it. I can't it. wait for the reaction to this one. I, I want to hear the rationale. But part of it, ultimately, I think the larger part is because of vascular issues and respiratory issues. So. True. Having difficulties not to COVID, breathe, your blood's not oxygenating, that. bro. Yeah, yeah COVID will exacerbate what's already there. Yeah, not being able to oxygenate the blood and get it to where it needs to get to. And it just makes it worse and worse and worse. And they said the more severe the case is, at least from the small studies that they've done, the worse off the... <laughs> small studies. I knew you was going to do that, nigga. <laughs> I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> he said small studies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the worst off the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, were there any of the details? That's the problem right there. Were there any of the details about the population they selected? I mean, were these um, were these like middle class? Or, you know, mixed, no, some mixed population. People? The way the one from the, the UK pool, said yeah. it was more diverse. Um, yeah. The one from Indiana, I, it didn't really I specify. I think it would be what, as diverse. According well, you know, sometimes wife, you do a, uh, you do a blind. Quite, well, that's that's very true. But they, you know, they try to do a blind study, and then they don't. They're not going to tell you what the makeup. Well, of the study there's enough the brightness to blind you down there. That's for sure. <laughs> this nigga that's right here. You will go blind for the white people. 
people go blind from the whiteness down there. This this thing so, right here. But like I said, it seems like the worst off the case is the worst the symptoms end up becoming when it comes to that. So if you're in there and you need a fucking respirator because you got COVID and you, you actually your dick. are lucky. Yes! Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again, it is the incredible in the black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three one grown ass man at least that doesn't need performance enhancing drugs. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. you. I appreciate you calling out like that. Thank you. But you but you know I can never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of my research team. Crush, say what's up. Yes, sir. That was good. That was that was that was that was good. Research team, that was that was all right. That was good. I got that. My research assistant, Big O. Whatever. Not the research assistant. My fellow professor, Professor Bailey. Oh, so you're going to you're going to not participate in any of the trials. By the way, I'm the one that brought you in. I got you. L, say what's up, man. Hey, what's up, Ellie? How y'all doing? They're talking about little dicks, and I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to be quiet for about 25 minutes, okay? I don't think we're going back to Actually, we're going to the top of the world. Is that possible for you? Probably not. Uh, no, no, no. If you are checking this out on YouTube, I want to ask you guys to do us a favor. I want to take this relationship to the next level. Oh, God. Go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. Go ahead and caress that subscribe. And make sure that you don't miss out on the next is, episode. Help us mark two of the Isley's Tiny Desk Concert. You know, you should just do, you should do full because, screen. Because that, that Isley's Tiny Desk point was awesome. <laughs> Do full screen on you when you do that. Take me and crush off the screen. Just let you. Yeah, know. I don't, I, I don't want you don't want to be confused and all that. No wonder your inbox blows up you, the way like that. Bro. The, two, the two of you want all of the attention because I know you love the fucking smoke. So I know you're not talking. Anyway, they're not even bringing smoke though. I mean, that's that's true. They're usually not bringing smoke. They're just bringing shenanigans. But that's a whole another conversation. But that's you can a whole check another inbox. Follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that other stuff. But if you want to join the family, L, please tell these folks how they can become part of the family, man. Uh, there's a number of ways, man. But the best way is to go ahead over to our website, www.intheblackpodcast.com. And on the right hand corner, not the left, you're right, it's become family tab. Click that tab. You can scroll down, and there's like, man, there's like three options down there. I mean, if you motherfuckers can't read to figure out what it is, you'll, you'll, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you just don't belong. You just don't belong. Yeah, this is this is not a closed caption website, so you're, don't see, you're don't ass. Don't see Joe Rogan. <laughs> you, yeah, you're ass. I mean, if you want somebody to read it out for you, I don't know what the hell to tell you. Just here's the cash app: dollar sign in the black PDCST. Just send your money there. And by the way, we are exciting news, breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, breaking news. It's going to break 
the fucking website. We are updating the swag. <laughs> new swag coming. We have not seen the blueprint to this, but it is coming. And I promise you, it will not be the retro shit that's up there now. I promise you, it will be up to date, beautiful. Back to our regular schedule program. <laughs> okay thank you Elgin by the way I want to apologize to all the people who have bought the retro swag I, I mean I, I I have some stuff myself I appreciate you guys supporting us uh, you probably can't wear it anymore because it's from you know circa you know 2010 but it's okay I mean <laughs> You can at least wear it while you're washing your car or, you know, give it a dog a bath, you know, whatever you want to do, you know. Hey, <laughs> thank you for your money. Either way. <clears throat> you got some new lighting over there, too, man. You, you got some new lights in there. That's what's up. Um, we're going to jump into the black box letter so I can cut this motherfucker <laughs> off right here. <laughs> Now yeah, I was going to keep going too, boy. This yeah, I, know long was, long. I know you was. I know you was. <laughs> this week's black box letter is actually a very interesting one, and I, it's something that we've already shared in our discussion group on Facebook and social media already. But I want us to have a broader conversation about this. Uh-oh. This week's black box letter comes from Jamal, and Jamal says, "Man, I got an issue. Maybe you could help. Maybe you can't. I work for a shuttle company." And the majority of the people that I transport are retirees that are taking trips to casinos and so on to enjoy themselves. I met a woman during one of my recurring routes for a church that goes to these outings. We joke and have fun. And one day she invited me out to brunch. After Afterwards, after that, she would call me up to help her around the house. She'll help me out financially when I'm short to take care of things. We go out for lunch and coffees all the time. We have good conversations and on occasion we flirt with one another, but we've never done anything physical. We just really enjoy each other's time. Here's the kicker though. I'm 25 and she's 63. That's why you haven't done anything more than that because you're 25 and she's 66. That's the reason why you haven't had sex with her because she's old as shit. That's the reason why, Jamal. My mother, who is about my friend's age, about my mother, who is about my friend's age, said I need to stop messing around with this woman because she's luring me in to be a boy toy, and before I know it, I'll be exchanging sex for money and a place to live. I don't even see it like that, and honestly, don't mind what we have. If you want to call it something. I just really like her company and the relationship we have. Do you think it's too much? Should I curb Betty now and put her in her place? How old is too old to get with someone? Jamal. So I'm going to start off with Mr. Insensitive. L, why don't you go ahead and tell us how you uh, how you see this situation? Are you going to show a picture of Jamal and Betty? Do you have the picture? I, I, I am not because I don't have it. And if I did, I still wouldn't shoot because <laughs> you want this to get blown. You want this dude to get blown <laughs> up. 
<laughs> because that's what matters here, ladies and gentlemen. What does what does Betty look like? Does she look? What does Betty look like? Why why is that the, why is that a concern for you? I'm asking you the I'm asking you the question that other people are going to ask you. If he likes the relationship that he has with her, why okay, is that? Okay, we we've had this conversation with the catch, the, the same thing conversation. <laughs> listen, I, I don't, you don't even want know why anybody we keep... to listen to this show. Keep fucking around with these people. <laughs> listen, ahead. I love the catch. I don't know who she looks like, but I mean, she says she's a catch. I trust her. Uh, I'm trying to understand. You you have all of this fantastic things taking place within the relationship format. You guys spend time together. You have great conversation together. You're intimate on other levels, but you flirt with each other and you haven't gone that other place to that more intimate place. Jamal, keep it honest. Why haven't you gone to that other intimate place? Let, 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 let's start there. And because my assumption is going to be one of two reasons, either you don't find her sexually attractive in that capacity or age is a concern for you. And the age coupled with her unattractiveness could be the reason why you won't want to cross that physical line, but you'll still, you know, hang out and, you know, kick it with her and do all those other types of things. I don't think your mom's, I think your mom's worry is interesting because I really don't think there's anything wrong with consenting adults being in that sort of arrangement you know exchanging fun for you know other gifts and things i mean <laughs> i'm about to get myself in trouble so i'm not going to say the next line don't even, put, don't even do it don't <laughs> no, do it my god not the same, brother. <laughs> but i don't necessarily see anything wrong but i just think jamal is not necessarily being honest with himself about this particular situation hmm I think Crush, in age, for me, age is a factor. I can't make it seem like age doesn't, you know, play a role in our relationships. Now, when we broach, before Crush jumps in, before we, when we broached this initially in our social media, I said, I'm, I'm you blasted this yeah. open. Yeah. Yep. Like, what I the sure is wrong with you? Uh, and I still have that same thought process. Like, yeah. Interesting. What, interesting. What interesting. the fuck is wrong with you, Jamal? Like, and again, it's a number of red flags, bro. You drive a shuttle bus, which is okay. You know, I don't know what that's. I know like. you're not going to disparage but this you, dude for the hustle. Nope, not absolutely not, okay, because man, I think yeah, okay, I don't want him to work. But you met this. You met this woman. This woman on a senior citizens retreat from her church group, like. And she invited you out for a cup of coffee. When she invited you out, what were you thinking? Were you thinking that this was, was there any romantic inclination here at all? Or did you just think it was, you know, an old head wanted to give you some wisdom, you know, and enjoy a cup of coffee? What, what were you thinking? Because anytime, regardless of age, when we are approached with the sex that we prefer, you know what I mean? The sex that we choose, like, you know, if you're heterosexual, the sex that you choose when you're preferred, when you're approached in that manner, automatically, you begin to think attractiveness. You start to size things up. Yep. You start to size automatically. You may not necessarily go to a sexual place, but you automatically you go to up. a place of sizing them up. Oh, they're attractive. Yada, yada, yada. I mean, and that's natural. There's nothing wrong with it. So the question, Jamal, is did you do that? Interesting, interesting. Crush, 
I mean, you know, I can only partially believe, <laughs> being that I'm in a relationship that is about 10 years apart, but, you know, not to that extent, of course. And but clearly he found some means, they found means to relate to each other. So, you know, like, like y'all said, there's nothing knocking to consenting adults mm. finding a way to become close. Um, but, you know, not crossing that line does, you know, does indicate a certain level of manipulation. Potential. Um, yeah. yeah, a certain level of manipulation. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. may be leading on this uh, this woman. And and the thing is, you know, I think all his brothers here have seen some some, some women who've held themselves up pretty well in their 60s. Um, so who Black knows? Women do it all the time. Women do it all the time. So we, we have mm-hmm. no idea what this one looks like. She could be stunning for all we know. But for some Betty's reason. Betty's and Karen's she, typically don't. Typically. But. <laughs> okay, okay. But nevertheless, nevertheless, nevertheless. Uh, clearly they found it <sighs> late. But, you know, it does seem like not crossing that line would lead that woman on. And you know, his mother's concerns. Are, are valid to a point because I'm, you know, she's wondering, you know, I mean, a mother only wants grandchildren. That's not happening here. So that's to be blunt. That's a very good point. That's what mothers want. And that's not that's happening. That's a very here. good point. That's At a very, very good point. And I, th- and I, I think you can really, you can really go into a deep dive with this conversation. Like you really can go on a deep psychological unpacking of these sorts of dynamics uh, when it comes to dating people who are older. Because it, I think the adage where we tend to be attracted to people who remind us of our parents is a mm. real. I think that opponent. Yeah, no, well. <laughs> Listen, Mike, man. So. This, like you guys have said, you guys have said a mouthful already. So it's very interesting how we're trying to disseminate or how we're trying to parse this, right? There are so many questions that I have that I've asked Jay that I have not gotten a reply back for yet, okay? Sure. That doesn't mean that he's not going to, but it's going to be interesting to see what his responses are. Because one of the first things I asked, just like what L said, how much does this woman remind you of your mother or strong female figures in your household? Or in your life, yeah. because if that's the thing, like if if that's part of strong, it, yeah, they, I can I mean, understand they, the I can understand the attraction. Yeah, I can they, understand they, not just the yeah. well, not necessarily I mean, trauma, but I can understand the the attraction and not true. wanting to pursue it further yeah, than the exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. okay. I mean, I mean because this this female figure has probably passed on. It's probably not in his life anymore. Yeah. That's it, potential. It, it's, it's but, but women go through the same sort of thing like younger younger women tend who find themselves in situations where they are attracted to older men there typically is some quality in that man that either reminds them strongly of their father or or reminds that we and, and i don't want to project that onto jamal at all because i think that's unfair but i think when we have these sort of conversations we just have to be authentic and just say there's more to it than but god i i, now, I guess the question on, that i have more than anything let's keep it let's keep it funky part of my concern because we asked this question in the group about if it is I don't want to say permissible because it's too grown up. You're not necessarily giving permission to anybody, right? But how do people feel about this dynamic, specifically an older woman 
with a younger man? I know that I've asked women this question. And I think if it was different it. age, it would have been different. I think if, if I mean think if this would you, you mean if the genders were swapped? No, no, no. I think if he would be say twenty five, or he would be twenty two. No, he's if he 25. would be twenty. 25 and that's what blows my mind is the fact that he is so young and women didn't take more offense to this but i think if the shoe was hold on because if the shoe was on the other foot and the woman it was a woman who was 25 and it was an older man i believe that the responses would Would be be vast uproar would be in an uproar because there's a level of Predatoriness that comes with a man being older than his stereotype. But this age dynamic actually swaps that predatory dynamic back to the young male, you know, or, or maybe to the, exactly to the younger male. That only predatory. happens when it's men. Because, if it was a woman, but, but, it but, wouldn't but also, swap that way. But but this also occurs with certain um, certain uh, uh, age, fa- yeah. age phases. Yeah. If that woman was in her fifties. Cats be like, man, in her sixties, no, no we're, we're already thinking that she's frail. She might be mentally sure. thin. She might, mm-hmm. she might have a, a, a ton of money. She has nothing to do. There's all these assumptions mm-hmm. in our heads, mm-hmm. and a woman at, a, at any at any person at a certain age. You know what I'm saying? And the racial mean, component can play a role in that too. Because if this person happens to be a white woman, if she's a white woman and he's a black male, there's, you know, issues and things that go along with that to unpack. There's a level of fetishization that might be along with Yeah, racial fetish. And he got to be careful with that. There's some classes involved, too. Yeah, because he drives a bus and she's on vacation. Yeah, dude's a bus driver, but this woman could very well be, you know, the widow of a franchise millionaire. You know what I'm saying? Now I don't know. She has to have some. A my assumption is, given to L's point, she has to have a a substantial level of disposable income because many sure. older people, if you're just living off of Social Security, your you your income, those. your fixed yeah. income, you're not you're not going on these trips yeah. as regularly as it seems that she's going on them. So so that's one. So there's like I said, there's a level of. He also did say that she slides him some dough every once in a while to make sure that he's okay. okay. Just I, ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that. I'm 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 not I'm not mad at it either. But it's like I said, movie, I had bro. this conversation with a woman who in turn got upset with me and said that I was being sexist because men have been doing this for years, was her response. But that's not always I hate that. Argument. I know I hate God, it. I hate have it. been da- have been dating younger women for forever, and there's never been an issue. Not to me. My response to her was an issue to whom? Because there's always been an issue. There's always yeah. been a level of oh, let's not do that. of predatoriness, yeah. pedophilia, yeah. whatever you want to regardless. call it. Regardless. Regardless of it. Especially yeah. the larger the age gap is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so, don't let the media give you this impression that, you know, black men in general are just okay with this when we see it happening with mm. young men or older men like we no. just sitting back and okay and that shit no Facts. we, we Facts. don't support that and, and why do I, I, I just I don't want anybody to stop writing us letters but I'm always fascinated when people write us and ask us for our input and opinion like I, I think because we all jokes aside man and we I'm, I will take this 
couple of seconds mm. to pat us pat ourselves on the back. I think we do. Well, it's a compliment. I'm going to give all, because it, it encompasses me. So of course. Oh, sure. So okay, I think yeah. that we it's all about all you. Do, okay. I think that we do a very good job of having a genuine and open conversation, especially with the amount of information these folks give, because we typically don't get all of the info, but they give us enough it's to discern and do stuff. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's always enough to paint a picture. And, and that's what I'm saying. We always have these genuine and open conversations with and I give mean, the you know, best type of commentary and advice that we can yeah, give. And, and I think and not that, it's and different not when it comes ever... to three three older three older gentlemen. I think we're all in an age bracket now where yeah. we are being sought out for advice versus seeking more advice. We're in that bracket now, you know, right? Uh, I remember yeah, the old, I mean, other day, I remember I went to the 7-Eleven the other day and some little, I won't call him little, he had to be yeah. like in his 20s or whatever. He called me an OG and he were, he was talking out, talking, um, talking with one of his homeboys outside and they were talking about stocks and so on. And I just, it was just funny to hear them talking about this outside in public, standing in front of a damn 7-Eleven. That was one. But I stood there and I started listening to him and he just said, isn't that right, OG? He was talking about purchasing stocks and just diversifying and stuff like that. And we literally had a conversation and it was interesting to see people seeking out my knowledge, right? Because of your age now, not necessarily because yeah, of your experience, yeah, yeah. because they right, believe right. you've gained enough experience through your life to be able to be right. to contribute. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. right. I can dig it. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Jamal, just be honest, man. Just be honest yeah. and have some much needed conversations with her. Address some of your feelings, some of your thoughts. Uh, if you're oh, not interested one, in her, one thing that we have not take, take stock of your life in general. And who, who started flirting with who first? But hold up. This is one of the things, though. I don't think we've necessarily dived into how this relationship might uh, have transitioned, right? And I think that's actually very important because I know we've all been in relationships at I'm least one time in our life or not. We've all been in relationships <laughs> at least at one point in our life, right, where we might have started off not necessarily seeking a relationship, but something ended up happening whether that flourished or not. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, honestly, you could be seeing this woman every single day or every weekend or whatever the case is, and always yeah, be like, oh, she's she's pretty cool to hang out with. Oh, she's cute. Whatever the thing is, it, like it transitions or snowballs itself into something else. So no, I've never been there. Can't say I've, I, I, I can't. I ain't, no, ain't co-signing that shit. Hold on. Nope. So you, you, you're always nope. the hunt, you're always the hunter in the situation. You were out there stalking. Well, I've, I've never, gr I've never grown and said, "Oh my god," and woke up one day and was like, "Oh my god," you know what? She's not bad looking. No, I'm not. That, that, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not no, I, I, I never no, no. Myself. I never nope. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna ask you both. So you guys are either in it to win it. Or you friend zoning? End of story. I mean, I had to learn that the hard way. Yeah, for the most part. For the most part, I learned, yeah. I had to learn it the hard way, but that's where I'm at. But, and okay. and to be honest with you, listen, man, we're going to keep it funky. Like, yeah. I'm from the school of, you know what I mean, uh, <laughs> always be in it to win it. Like, don't have no, you know, friend zones. You know what I mean? <laughs> always have, always keep you know, a possible, like, hey, you know, I got all the spades or the high speed, but always, that's the way the game is, that's the way the game was taught. Like, you always, all my female friends throughout the years have always been a possible. Like, none of them were always friends on. I ain't wow. Not, no, no, no. 
Wow. You sound like a whore. <laughs> Did you hear what this man just said? I mean, look. Yeah. It, it, okay, I, I'll be the this, honest one. This, I mean, that's this, okay. I mean, look, this, this is a whole separate topic, and I'm, you know, I, okay. I would prefer, I would prefer to defer Listen. my response at a later date. Nigga, I love both <laughs> you guys for your honesty. This is some shit right here. I mean, I, always keep it possible. I, I, I mean, I, I. I I love it. I, I fucking Hold love it. on. So, so we're going to act like this is not the game across gender lines? Like, I mean, I'm not even talking about in the capacity of being in monogamous, committed relationships. I'm not even talking about to that level. Cause, and I'm not trying to dig myself out of a hole. I'm just simply saying you, that you even in that... You've already done that no, no, I mean... My, my wife understands. She knows. So the capacity is... Who has you got a bunch of ugly friends? Like that's let's start there for number one. I don't I don't do you have ugly female friends? I can dig it. I can no, dig it. I like that's never been that's never no, been the game, man. No, I, because no, no, and, no, that, and I didn't make friends with these women with the intent, like I'm gonna keep you on the sideline just in case this nah, hasn't happened, nah, then we can jump in. But it was always like, oh man, you know, there's a level of attractiveness there, there's a level of friendship there. If that blooms into something else dope but i've never woke up one morning and said oh my god i thought you were ugly yesterday but today you're attractive I, I, that shit right there is insane i don't that's that's some bullshit you don't grow in attractiveness to people like now nah, attractiveness is, is, is from first five seconds you know what i'm saying like you yeah. know you the know sizing up part the yeah. sizing up if you have to pause or to reevaluate or replay on the moment nah it's True. not no, and folks can be physically attractive, but open their mouth and be as ugly as shit. Yeah, yeah that's happened too. That's happened like, too. I mean, that's the capacity. I mean, that's like, they start talking. Oh, you dumb as a bag of rocks. Oh no. Yeah. Or, or you can tell they're on some game shit. Like, yo, nah, yeah. nah I'm not with yeah. the jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There but even in that uh, capacity, that wouldn't mean that that person remains in a friend zone because they still could serve. A certain need in the future. <laughs> Come so, on, man. I mean, tell like a bitch. I mean, we were lying to each other, man. I mean, I just can't do that no more. Oh, no. No. All of us are married in committed relationships, but all of us have a past that all of our wives know. If not all about, uh, have some inclination, some, some understanding of what yeah. But if, if not, them. based off of what they see uh, you do with them, facts. Oh, facts. facts. Oh, facts. Oh, 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 you're still a man whore, but I I, I agree with him. Okay, let me. I'm gonna I'm ask you a million dollar question, and we're gonna we're gonna kill it. I'm gonna ask you the million dollar question. We're gonna kill it. All right, what's up? What's up? What old birds would you give it to right now? Keep it funky. What old birds do you know that whether famous or I'll keep it? And that's the that's the thing. I, it, it, it can no. only be it can only be famous. It of can course, only be course, famous. I'm, I'm not trying to start any yeah. trouble. What fame? No, what no. I'm just saying. Right there's no old you, birds in my life now who I know who I would give it to. I just so they're I, only I famous. It. I could dig. Yeah. It. I could dig it. Which old birds could get it? <sighs> I'm going to pick the one that everybody's going to pick, and that's going to be Angela Bassett. I mean. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside, 
outside that's the number, of that's the number two. Yeah, outside that's of number two. Who's number one? Who's yes, black and number right, one? Right, I'm waiting That's for that. better than Angela. Well, well, I don't know. Sade is still sexy. Son. So she's nope. Son. Nope. Sade. looks nope. the same never, as you did in Never, never been interested. Yeah. Never found her sexual attractive at all. What? Nope. Have you seen what? him in nope. Sade? Oh nope. nope. Yeah, we need to nope. cut this shit because something's wrong with fucking hell. That dude just said, <laughs> nope. was a, you never I like found music. Sade. You've no, never no. found Sade's nope. up, and I'm gonna tell you why. at all. Because she's, to me, there's nothing overly unique about her. Every time I see her, she kind of looks the same, the same bun, the same ponytail. There's no real flair with her. There's Maybe nothing to me about her. Okay, listen, man, I'm telling 19. you. 80. You asked me my opinion, and I'm telling you. I apologize. I apologize. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. My my bad. Talking the North Philly here, man. I, I, I mean, she's, she's not. She has no creativity to me. She's like, uh, okay. I love her music. I'm not being disparaging, but I don't think she's attractive like that. No. Wow. We can have a cup of coffee. I, mean, I could ask why she God. sings so low all the time. All right, all right, all right. We're gonna kill it now because you're getting into disrespectful. We're <laughs> disrespectful territory. All right, y'all disrespectful. I put Sade over Angela. Angela. Like I'm, I'm, I'm blown away, bro. They're both, they're both sexy. I mean, they're both incredible. They're both incredible. I'm, I'm sorry. They're both. They're both, they're both like, incredible. I can't really. I can't really rank them. You know what I'm saying? That's wrong. Oh, the conversations you can have with the, Angela. What, like, what's what's funny is that my wife knows. She knows from day one. I told her. I said, if ever Sade showed up, I might have to reconsider some things, my guy. Hey, sweetheart, if you're listening, if Sade shows up, ask for an autographed copy of her music because that's all I got. <laughs> that's it. Wow. I ain't got shit else. Uh, and actually, can she sing a little louder next time? That's about all I... <laughs> okay, Crush, go ahead and start the next topic. Son of a bitch. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, this blasphemy. All right. Um, well, as of a you know, very, very, very intriguing and um, some say prophetic uh, report has uh, been exposed in an article that was published earlier this month in August. Uh, the U.S. 2020 census data shows but the country's population has seen a boom in diversity, with the number of white people declining for the first time ever. Um, according to uh, U.S. Census Bureau's uh, director and senior advisor of race and ethnic research, Nicholas Jones, he said their analysis of the 2020 census results show that the U.S. population is much more multiracial and more racially and ethnically diverse than we measured in the past. Uh, the people of color compromised 43% of the total U.S. population in 2020, an increase from 34% in 2010. The uh, non-Hispanic white demographic fell by 6% from 2020 for a total of 57% 57 in, in 2020, the biggest dip in any race or ethnicity. The group identifying Hispanic or Latino saw the biggest boost in numbers. Uh, they identified very specific factors uh, to this decline, namely alcoholism, suicide, and the opioid epidemic. Uh, epidemic. Um, I could go much more in depth here, but uh, I think we've, uh, I think this is not uh, a particular surprise to us, to educated gentlemen who have been aware of this possibility um, for about, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years. Um, now that we're here, um, how do we feel, gentlemen? Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Al. <laughs> 
<laughs> white people's numbers are down and you ask me how I feel? <laughs> See, I, I, I had to contain myself because I knew that, I knew, I knew he was he could contain himself. He wanted to contain himself. He to contain Lord, himself. He's, he's giddy. He's giddy. He's giddy. This shit is hilarious. And it's, it's hilarious for one because I believe that the data for this has been out for years. Uh, this has been something that has been forecast for a number long, of years <laughs> within, you know, conservative white circles and within black conscious circles. So to bring in the great ancestor, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, one of her big things in the ISIS mm. papers was white genetic annihilation. White genetic annihilation was there was white people's response to their impending numbers dropping. That's why they committed so many heinous acts of violence towards black people trying to even the scales for lack of a better term. Uh, but I think there's a number of capacity, number of reasons for this. I think the, I think the numbers for everyone were a bit lower than expected. Uh, but I think that has a lot to do with where the census was taken, when it was taken. I think that plays a part in it. But I think it's just fascinating to see how this stuff finally comes full circle. Uh, and there's a power dynamic. There's a class component. I just think this is really, really fascinating. And I'm waiting for more information to come forth and more studies do i find it absolutely hilarious yes because if you looked around the country in the past two months we'll just do two white people are mad about every motherfucking thing you hear what i'm saying everything one interesting detail is that this uh population boom has been occurring mostly in cities Hmm? who are the the larger occupants of these inner cities though I mean, black people, everyone, but definitely, you know, Hispanics um, and uh, a lot of uh, mixed children. Yeah. And when this data gets out and begins to talk about it and it gets into more conservative Mm -hmm. evangelical circles, you're going to see an uptake. It may not be a large uptake by the next time the census come around, but you're going to begin to see more white folks having babies and procreating. I don't, I don't think so. And I don't know if they have the capacity to do it. See, I, I, I don't think, think, I don't think they can turn this around. Stop drinking and stop killing yourself. That's, that's, suicide I don't even think huge. that's the biggest, I don't even think, but I don't think those two are the biggest things, but I, I will agree but that the numbers, those factors, I mean, no, 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 I'm not disagreeing. Right. The numbers of white folks, particularly white men who are committing suicide is bananas. Yeah. And I've seen the data. Unfortunately, yeah. it's scary because yeah. black men's rate of suicide is also Yeah. Yeah. But go ahead. Why do you think this is the case? I'm I'm interested to hear your I don't I uh, don't think take. they have an ability to turn it around. And I don't think they have the ability to turn it around because they've been laying this foundation for for a long time. We're yeah. talking about a system of capitalism that's based on individuality. Ooh, yes. Secondly, you have so many kids, you white young kids are growing up now and looking at the system. And I talk about the broader system in terms of the financial system and saying that having a family, taking care of a spouse, taking care of children is not worth their time or effort. I can do bad all by myself. This is the system that America I've seen that. No, I've seen that. And years. 
Absolutely. Secondly, and we've had this conversation before, these kids are beginning to become, and I'm using this term flippantly, and I apologize for anybody that might get offended, but are becoming asexual. They are not having sex with people. We just we just had this conversation not too long ago. That the sure, number of sure. the number of people actually having intercourse, penetrative intercourse, is down like fifteen to twenty percent within the past couple of years. So if you're not having sex, you don't see that there's a benefit in creating a nuclear family and expanding a family. And you know that financially you're better off to be alone because whether because you can't afford insurance, you can't take care of your student loans, whatever the case is, then of course these things are going to happen. And then it ultimately ends up becoming what? A response of privilege. Why do I say it's a response of privilege? Because white people or privileged people have the opportunity to say because they want to be financially in a certain arena that they don't have to do anything else. Meanwhile, a lot of people, a lot of black people come together because of financial struggle. It happens very, very often. We talked about this, I think, maybe about a year or two, uh, a year or two ago, where during the financial turn of 08, particularly in Philadelphia, where there's a large yep. Muslim population, there were a lot of black couples coming together to form a p- polygamous relationships. relationships. Not yeah. necessarily because they were into that type of <clears throat> lifestyle, but because but there was survival. a finance. Sure. Sure. And I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it does make sense. And again, I think the privilege component plays huge. They have so the ability, the privilege to not wait. do it. And we... You know, wait, view wait, it are you, are, wait, differently. Are you, are you implying the possibility of legislation proposing polygamy for white survival? I am not implying anything of the sort. What I am saying is that <laughs> what I am saying is that there are people that have made their own bed and they're laying in it. And, there's nothing that they can, and I'm and this is not to say that I'm comfortable with suicide or drug abuse. Oh, to no, them. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying because I want to make sure they, they can't like, control that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying we're making money. It's too many we're not cheerleading those sorts of things. And white people aren't no, no, unified. No. White people aren't unified as a race. They, they yeah. get to choose that shit. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, yeah. We don't even get we're not in any way making light of them doing that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying we're loving no, group no. one big group all the time. They don't consider themselves a group. They're one white person and another white person. What that white person is doing doesn't have to matter to them. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and they can afford to, they can afford to do that. That's what's going to yeah. kill them. And that's yeah. what's going to kill them too. Yeah. 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 So uh, uh, for anyone who possibly heard, you know, laughter about in the midst of this topic, please in no shape or form do you take it as if we are in any shape or form making light of substance abuse, alcoholism, or suicide. If you've ever listened to this podcast in the in the past, you know we vehemently are against and support people getting help in all those facets. But I will be remiss if I say the fact that white people are not procreating and their numbers is down. That shit makes me laugh. I laugh at that. The suicide and all that other shit. That's just yeah. not funny. I mean, now I don't want to. I don't want white people killing themselves. The point is, is the leading factors of their decline. Is, Repeat is that. Pretty stunning. Yeah, they pointed those two things as the leading factor. Yeah, yeah. Why do you? Why do you think that that is? 
because those numbers have been going up. I mean, the article well, says it quite mean, clearly, but these things have been going up. The suicide, the well, drug I abuse, have, all of that stuff, and the numbers are going up. How do you think that? I've had friends who moved to Arizona for four or five years, right? Black friends of mine. Who, and when they get out there, because of you know, different opportunities, the first thing they say is, man, I thought Breaking Bad was a TV show. They never saw so much blatant, open meth use in their life. Like, yo, they come from D.C. with crack, but not there. Like, those white cats don't give up. And they're like, the money being made and the people getting fucked up, they, they can't control it. She was like, it was like, it was so normal that she, it, did, it, did, it blew her mind. Like, how does wow. this place even, how does this place even function with this wow. much? Yeah, Matthew's going on. Well, I think the reason. Yeah, she had a career there for like five, six years where she had to bounce. I think the reason why white people are struggling with, because mental health rate is high with them currently, uh, mental health disorders, substance abuse, alcoholism, suicide, I think is whiteness. I think whiteness is heavy. I think it's difficult to carry. I think it's difficult to be under. Uh, and I think at some point in time, the actual toll of hold, that hold, 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 actually hold, hold, is upon them. Right, this might be breaking down. It might be breaking down. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm as an experiment. It's beginning to get true. Are you, and I can't remember what book is that. Is that White Rage by Carol Anderson that does this? I can't. So there's a book. A little bit. She touches. Yeah, no, it's another book that is specifically about this particular subject. I'm trying to remember who is it. Are you Christopher Mills? Mills. Burden of whiteness is taking its toll on white people. Now, because I listen, this is my personal thought process. I believe that white supremacy, capitalism does not only harm those who are being oppressed. I think it also wears down on those who do the oppressing nowhere near to the level, of course, of of those who are being oppressed. But I believe that white people, and this is in no way, shape, or form shooting these motherfuckers' bail, but I believe in white people also suffer underneath white supremacy. I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Because I mean, just think about it. I mean, if you think about a, 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 a construct created to facilitate, I'm saying, your progress, your <laughs> comfort, your, uh, your, your, your ascension through time. Um, necessity to uphold all of that i can see I and can, I yeah can see and it, and the 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 level of deception and, and self-deception to, to enable that the innate being the 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 denial of the atrocities you commit to enable the construct at one point or another the the, the collateral damage begins to pile up too high after a few thousand years of colonialization and, and, and pillaging and re- rewriting history, and finally, you know, facing people of color who are three times as smart as you, and they're not backing down. You know, what I'm saying from you know backing backing down from white supremacy. You know, and I think the tricky part, part about what we're saying is because what, what's happening in the, I mean, what know, I'm saying is in no way, shape, or form, my saying that white folks at some point in time are waking up to their racism and they're beginning to feel some ill effects to that 
That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that all of a sudden white people get to a place and they open up and they realize, oh my God, I've been racist all these years and now they have mental health and drug abuse and that type of shit. I'm saying that the effects of the system that their ancestors have perpetuated and continue to perpetuate is affecting everyone. No one escapes the effects of that system. And I think we deal with it differently as far as you know, us being the surviving in the capacity that we do. And I don't even want to hype that up because I don't want to give us this, this idea that we're such a resilient, like that's our, our mutant power is us being, you know, super. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. And, and all, because I hate that for thought process, but I'm simply saying that even underneath the system of white supremacy, imperialism, all the isms that white people are empowered to continue to perpetuate, and to make gains out of are having effects on them also. Hmm. All right. We're going to move on to the next, talking about imperialism. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next topic. Go ahead, uh, L. Well, this is an article that I, I found out of a, a website that I often go to. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised. Black Agenda Report, news commentary and analysis from the black left. Uh, Margaret Kimberly, a phenomenal writer and editor of Black Agenda Report, did a piece on Afghanistan, and she literally unpacks Afghanistan in literally like seven, eight paragraphs of the impact that America has had on Afghanistan. And a couple of things that she really mentions here, right here, uh, this particular paragraph, soldiers born after the occupation, <clears throat> excuse me, began were old enough to deploy before the ignominious, ignominious exit, president after president. And this is the key part that I thought was incredibly telling because, and I'll mention, I'll summarize even better after I'm done reading it. President after president sent drones and bombs, which killed civilians. Defense contractors made billions of dollars. An entire generation that accepts this country, accepts that this country has the right to invade and occupy at will. The damage done to this country's politics and to the anti-war movement has been enormous. That one sentence right there, president after president sent drones, bombs, and killed civilians. I mean, it would take us a number of shows to actually <clears throat> unpack the history, the full history of what has happened in Afghanistan, the reasons why we went there in the first place, the reason why we stayed so long, and the reason why we came out of it. But there hasn't been a president that has not been involved in some sort of heinous act in Afghanistan. Carter, Reagan. George W., Bill Clinton, George W. again, uh, Barack Obama, and Donald Trump, and even Joseph Biden, O's favorite president, have all been involved in heinous acts in a variety of ways for Afghanistan. One of the things that I've realized, and I found this out a number of years ago when I was doing some research on heroin and how heroin has flooded just a side note before we pass it on to just talking about heroin. We, we talk about the crack epidemic a lot and the impact the crack epidemic has had on, on our community. One of the reasons why it has such an impact on our community is because it never fully recovered 
from the heroin epidemic. Mm. So the heroin epidemic, which meant all of our black men and older black women were either heroin addicts or recovering addicts who ultimately had children who got involved. There was no space between the two errors. So the big reason or one of the large reasons why heroin was such a big thing in our community was because of the Vietnam War. When you're watching the movie Frank Lucas, and I can't remember the name of it with Denzel Washington, he's talking about how heroin, he brought heroin over here from Vietnam. Th those, those, there were actual stories of how heroin flooded our community. And only over 90% of the heroin that comes to America comes from Afghanistan. So when Osama bin Laden was actually running things in whatever way we want to talk about that, he actually put a ban, for lack of a better term, on heroin export. You are not allowed to have ship heroin. And that plays a major factor in some of the things that we see taking place in Afghanistan. That's a, I mean, that story in Afghanistan is a fascinating story. But yeah. we have blood all over our hands. Yeah. Crush. I mean the, I mean I'm not surprised, you know. I did I love I did love my involvement, and uh, with what's going on in Afghanistan now, um, you know. To be honest, um, I'm still you know, I'm still gathering you know my my awareness of the entire of the entire situation outside of what I'm seeing on the news, and um, I'm just trying to uh, really uh, really assess what this means going forward. You know, hearing things like the Taliban has changed, and um, but also at the same time seeing reports from women on the ground. On the ground, you know, um, it's pretty terrifying. Um, you know, I, I, I what to say there. Mm. I think we, got, we we tried our best here to call balls and strikes. We try not to show any favoritism to folks. Yeah, we may like certain things or like certain people, but at the end of the day, what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. We try to hold ourselves to that. I'm looking at this whole this whole incident right now and this our presence in Afghanistan has already been a black eye on the country for what we've done to the Afghani people, period. But watching how Joe Biden and the administration have been handling this as of recently has been an utter disaster. It has been one of the most terrible things that I've seen. How you can't, one, we do want to try and lay down what has transpired. Trump had already said that we were going to be leaving Afghanistan. He actually wanted us to leave in May. He ran on that, all, sure. He, he sure. ran on that, and they—they they, uh, yeah. Mike Pompeo okay. had already negotiated with the Taliban leaders that sure. through this process <clears throat> that they were going to take over and so on and so forth. What Biden didn't do was he didn't lay a better groundwork to help the soldiers remain in place for them to be able to pull out strategically. And instead of owning that, he blamed it on the soldiers. The soldiers ultimately who are not only fighting for themselves and fighting for their family, they're fighting for their lives. And many of these instances, what has happened is that these people will transition to being Taliban uh, members for safety and security. That's one. 
Two, you have people on the ground, translators, runners, navigators, all Afghani people who are whose lives are in danger right now, who are not able to get any assistance from the United States because of, I won't just say bureaucratic red tape, because that implies that it's just the machine taking its time. I think that it is intentional, the ignoring that they're doing for these folks because they do not want to take onus or claim of a mistake. People are literally dying. We're not even talking about American soldiers that are still there or anyone else that we're talking about Afghan people that helped the United States armies or uh, helped the United States military to survive these past 20 years are now essentially being thrown to the wolves. And it's, a, it's, it's beyond a shame because Biden, like I said, has already not wanted to claim this mistake. But on top of that, you're seeing Republicans and other politicians use these as political talking points instead of putting things in motion to try and help people that deserve the help. It's, it's beyond embarrassing. And I, I don't but think- But it's it, also it, becoming part of Joe Biden's reputation i mean he he comes listen as much as i am completely up in arms about what is taking place in afghanistan we haven't even touched the money that was spent over the 20 years in afghanistan we we, we haven't even begun to unpack the trillions of dollars that they actually used in there i mean but this is the same type of attitude that he took with what's taking place in over in Israel. This is the same type of behavior that he's had. And so it's 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 like, but again, and this is not an opportunity for me to you know say, hey, when we're going to hold Joe accountable. But this is becoming part of who Joe Biden has always been. We ignore the fact, or many people ignore, that when he was vice president underneath Barack Obama, that Barack Obama was notorious and has a reputation across the globe for, for dropping and sending drones. That's every- one of the biggest listen. joints, man, my guy. I, and you know what's what's messed up? And we Bruh, we have this man. debate often when people try to say, they ask me why you don't think, why you don't hold President Obama in higher esteem. And I ask you, I asked him to take a look at what he's done internationally. He has just internationally. He's been a symbol of internet of American progress, but at the same time, Mm -hmm. perpetuating American stereotypes. Imperialism. He has been over 60,000 Afghan assistance. Military troops have died over the past 20 over the past 20 uh, years of this war. That's not to, that's not even to take into account the almost 50,000 civilians that have died over these past 20 years. And if you want to, if you want to keep it all the way funky, they've already calculated it. Obama has been the majority, has caused the majority of those deaths the majority of innocent deaths. civilians in Afghanistan. Yeah. yeah. So you, t- you can't tell me that it's, that you have a certain platform because you said you lean democratic or you lean left and then still be okay with seeing things like this happen. Yeah. I, I mean, dude, it's, it's so, 
it's so disheartening. And I think one of the, the things that we, our people struggle with is that we don't have enough black media outlets that are not connected to one of these parties or are able to give you unbiased or as unbiased as you possibly can news. So everything that you watch on CNN and MSNBC and all these other places has a certain propagandized slant to it where you're not getting the full story of the atrocities that America has committed in the, in the middle East, but specifically in Afghanistan for 20 years, man, listen, and I'll pass the crush. Since 2001, the U.S. has spent $2.26 trillion in Afghanistan. The cost of war project at Brown University calculates the biggest chunk, nearly $1 trillion, was consumed by the overseas contingency operation budget for the Department of Defense. The second biggest line item, $530 billion is the estimated interest payments on the money the U.S. government borrowed to fund, to fund the, war. the war. Now, when you look at all that we have going on in this country, all that we've had taking place, all that we have going on, and that doesn't mean we just leave countries high and dry. I'm in no way, shape, or form suggesting that. But I'm saying $2.2 trillion? Bruh. Our defense budget has grown, I think, since 9-11 has grown, what, I think 30 to 40 percent is a little bit more than that, to be honest with you, and is now, I think, 60, between 60 and 65 percent of our budget, budget period. period, 773 billion, I believe, for defense, for defense, brother, for defense. So what, what role? Should we be taking in this situation? What, what I think is ultimately going to happen, and a lot of we in the U.S. <clears throat> part of the argument that you hear is that it's a, and I'm not saying that it's not a good thing for us to withdraw. I wish we would have right. withdrawn years ago, right? But years ago. because of the because of the 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 blood that we ultimately would end up being shed well, on our hands, can, sure, can, can, right? But mm-hmm. whether we're removing or withdrawing from Afghanistan or not, we are not withdrawing from the Middle East. There's there's no place that the United States has gone that you're never going to have a presence there, right? So either you're going to be in Iraq, you're still going to be in Kuwait, you're still going to be in all these different places in the Middle East or around the Middle East, I should say, to have an influence, to try and have some impact in Afghanistan. Now, what that long term is going to be, I have no clue because, I mean, since... The, since Afghanistan has been was fighting the Russians in the late seventies, they've always called Afghanistan the the graveyard of uh, empires. Nobody goes empires. to Afghanistan. Nobody comes out unscathed. Yeah. So I don't know what type of presence we would want to have. Talk about what presence we should be having. But and I, I I don't think I don't subscribe to the mentality that I know a lot of people have of we just should be minding our business and taking care of home. And I don't. I I think there's a really? level of truce, but I, mean, that, that's, I think there's a little. I think it's. I think there's a little bit more nuance than that. Uh, and yeah. here's why I say it's a little bit more nuanced. For one, there is over 800 U.S. military bases across the across the world. The world, yep. Like we we have military bases in over 70 countries across the world. 
So there, there's no way that you can actually be in all of these places and be part of the capitalist system in the way that we do without having to have $773 billion in, you know, for defense. You have to. But also, if you are going to be playing this capitalist game, you're involved in these things, there's a level, and plus I believe in that there's a level of humanitarianism that we as a power should exhibit. But I think at the same time, as long as we have the type of political systems that we have in our country, we're always going to be overstepping our boundaries because we could have went over there and support things in other countries and do like Cuba, like, like Cuba does. Cuba goes and helps out. You know what he does? We're going to help you with the infrastructure and then we go on. We ain't leaving nobody behind. We ain't doing that. We are leaving. We come to help and assist. We don't come to help and plant and usurp and I, we just, but I just, that's who we've been as a country since we be the country, that's that's how we became who we are. I mean, I don't know how to it's, stop that component. I think it's hard to, like you said, when you're trying to prop up, and it makes it sound like we, like we don't live in America and we're not out here making doing uh, run of the hustle. But at the same time, it's like when you have to uphold this capitalistic system, you need other things to help protect your interests, right? I honestly think that we should be spending more money on international aid to survive or to keep keep folks from wanting. If people are happy and you're helping or giving assistance in certain areas to people in other countries, it gives them less reason to want to come over here. That's one. That's that's one thing, and I don't think necessarily that people understand that. And like we've already I determined, like we've already discussed, the amount of our the United States budget that we spend on defense. We spend less than 1% or about close to 1% on international aid. Of our total budget is barely 1%. And Just this international aid. If we, had, if we actually yeah. bump that up some. So our international aid and humanitarianism tends to be sending troops. Yeah. That's, that's the help. And that's why a number of countries are like, oh, no, no, no. no we don't want your help. We don't want your help. We don't want your help. When you show up, show up. You don't help yeah, us don't take leave. over. Send supplies, please. Send supplies. Yeah, send send supplies. And I think All these right. conversations are so necessary because I don't think people actually have a open analysis on the ways of the country operates because when you start talking about how the country has strong imperialism views and exercises and demonstration first thing that people are going to say well you hate america no 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 no, right. no. it doesn't mean i hate america it just means that i'm not blind and i see the bullshit that we get ourselves involved in and we continue to celebritize politicians who have the so-called power to create change but this dude ran in the height of major racial uprisings across the country and has some of the most atrocious international politics that that we've seen in a long time but it's won't be talked about because we do not possess that type of analyzation that is needed to unpack 
we don't view we don't even have very good international politics as black people like we still battling you got these ados assholes out here still arguing about whether motherfuckers is you know it's black or not or black enough or whatever you want to call it yeah yeah one one yeah and i said it ados assholes oh yeah y'all know y'all know what y'all can do (laughs) kick rocks with your face (laughs) you hear what i'm saying Yes, right about now was the time when we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you could take with yourself into the world. We fucked up too, by the way. How? We fucked up. Because we, we didn't what? mention Haiti one time. We didn't mention anything that's taking place in Haiti. The horrendous upheaval. Unless that was one of you guys' final thoughts. I apologize. No, no, you. it wasn't mine. So you guys, you, yeah. I, I'll give that to you. I'll give Again, it to you. I'll, I'll Haiti, that. Haiti has been suffering for years. I mean, years. And they recently suffered a massive 7.2 on the rector. So the devastation across Haiti right now is heartbreaking. And, and this is already on top of governmental. Oh, government shit that, you know, America's fingerprints is all over. Uh, what just a couple of months ago, the president was assassinated. Yeah, I mean, yep, the, yep. assassinated by you know U.S. trained mercenaries. So it's across the board. Just, yeah, just oh, lift up. We 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 don't want to get sued by anyone. We will say allegedly assassinated. Okay, that's by fine. U.S. trained. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll start using allegedly. So. Can I say allegedly fuck you? Is that or do I just say fuck you to people? Is that listen? I, anyway, I, just when they shout send out that to Haiti, man. Lawsuit, yeah. I'm gonna send that shit to your ass so you can pay it. Okay, yeah, I'll send it to my Ados brother. Still take care of it. <laughs> uh, take, they got that pot. They got the pot. <laughs> your boy Rashid. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Bro, come on. Yes, no, no, no. right about I, now. What? Go ahead, crush. <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah, all I can say is uh, definitely, uh, you know, uh, pray for Haiti. It's. Uh, from where it's worth coming from, someone like myself, but mm-hmm. this definitely hits home. Um, as uh, maybe maybe some of this may or may not know, my my wife is a proud Haitian woman, and uh, my in laws are, are, are a wonderful family, and uh, I've uh, learned a lot about the country and its culture in the 13 years I've been married to her, and um, you know it's a, it's a very fortunate situation, especially hearing from hearing from this end, um, so. Please, uh, what the the main thing I want people to understand about helping Haiti is do not send money to the Red Cross. Send, don't (laughs) send no money. Send supplies. Don't send Mm -hmm. a dollar. They want so because they can't do anything with it. It won't get to them. Okay. Send supplies. Send send diapers. Send baby food. Send clothes. You know. Send personal. Send send canned goods by the ton because they need it. They don't need dollar bills. They can't do shit with that. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Send supplies. Send supplies, not money. Yeah, no bullshit. Because that money is ultimately going to end up going to these non for profits, and you don't know where that money is going to disappear. And the Haitian people so. can't do nothing with American dollars. Trust yep. me. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nothing. L, what's up? Man, you mentioned Tariq she Man, I'm not going to do it, though, bro. I'm alone, <laughs> man. Uh, but damn, black folks, we got to stop being so fucking gullible, man. I mean, my man raised a million dollars in like what two or three weeks. I, I, I anyway, uh, 
That's your homeboy, my guy. No, and when I, no, no, when no, I, no, no, no. Listen, when I, you, when I saw listen, that, you can disrespect me about a whole lot of things, bro. But don't, don't put me in that, don't put me in that camp, bro. No, 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 bro. I can't stand that gripping that shit, man. That shit irritates the hell out of me because we out here suffering, like. We out here, literally, black folks in the in the streets, trying to survive from a pandemic, evictions, police, schools, every possible fucking way. And we were able to raise a million. Now, not we. He was able to raise a million dollars for a fucking museum. What museum? Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He's raised them. He's opening Google up a him, hidden, uh, a hidden yeah, history hidden museum, figures, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say hidden figures. Yeah. Him, uh, it's based based on his uh on his video series that he's gonna create. A hidden movie. colors yeah. that anybody with anybody with Google could have found the fuck out anyway. Anyway, uh, listen, man. Hold on. Where did all the money for these videos go? Because uh, people were buying the videos left and right. You shouldn't have had enough money to, to build the damn. Okay, these are the questions that we gotta ask. I'm waiting for him to answer. No one's asking. Nobody's asking the questions, man. But my 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 joint, man, is literally uh, <laughs> the pandemic is is still out here. It's you know yeah. we are still living in a pandemic, man. Uh, this virus and virants that are coming out are not only affecting adults; it is affecting children in capacities that we have never seen. There are you know, Nick units across the country that are running out of beds. Listen, y'all, y'all got to take this shit serious, man. It said in Texas, fifteen percent of those hospitalized are kids, man. Fifteen percent of those in hospitals and, right now from COVID are kids. Parents don't want to hear it, but there have been deaths. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if I'm sending my kids to school, man. I, I'm, we still, I'm we're still debating with that. It right now. To be very honest with you, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not comfortable with it right at the moment, uh, because it reminds me of the early stages of the pandemic when it first popped off. It was that level of uncertainty that that you know people were unsure on what decision to make in light of people dying. It was just like, oh, we're just going to have this wait and see mentality. And I want to see us to be a little bit more proactive and make some concrete decisions. Don't open school and then close it when the numbers go high. Yeah, right. Because we're heading into this. This is more than entirely. This is more than entirely. Jesus. Yeah. But capitalism, man. Folks got to be at work. All right, what's up for me this week actually is um, I was reading an article about the African Ancestry and Neuroscience Research Initiative. It's actually an initiative that is a joint project between the Lieberman Institute of Brain Development and Morgan State University. Now, Lieberman Institute of Brain Development is part of John Hopkins. Now, what they're doing essentially is that they've gotten over They've gotten several thousand brains, literally brains from deceased, and they've all been given permission to have these samples after the person's death from their uh, next of kin to study the neurological impact of race, environment, and social constructs on 
the human body, specifically on black people and how it affects them on a genetic level. The study by itself, that study by itself is extremely fascinating. But the arguments that are arising from this research are what's even more compelling to me. Specifically because you have these, this hard concrete data that you're seeing right now that's saying that there is a genomic impact of race, racism, and environment on black people and how we are passing that down genetically, right? But then at the same time, there's a side of there's a side of the argument that's saying that this research is counterproductive because it takes the onus off of rebuilding these systems and says we're just going to do studies or find ways to help the 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 medical portion of how black people are impacted by racism. And both sides have very valid arguments. I don't know where to lead with it, but like I said, the arguments that have been raising up because of this study have been fascinating to me. So if you have an opportunity, I know that Vice did something maybe at the beginning of the pandemic about this, which is very fascinating. Well, it's, been, it it's been studies here lately, and this all relates. It's actually birthed out of the impact that trauma has had on the brain. So this studies along with, I mean, we have studies with Dr. Joy DeGruy, post-traumatic yep. slave disorder, yeah. you know, uh, wrote, um, Dr. forgetting his name that um, my grandmother's hands, he, he talks about. Yep. Uh, Dr. Smith, racial battle fatigue. Yeah. This has yeah. been something that has been studied. Now we're beginning to actually have more and more public studies and research talking about the impact of these things on the brain. And again, to O's point, we have to be careful because we got to remember how racialized and these studies can be in the form of capacity where they weaponize this data to do some really insidious things. Um, and it's hard to trust, man. I mean, but again, that, that is fascinating. I've seen some of that stuff. Not even just how the money ultimately, how the study can be turned to be used in nefarious ways. But I'm, if you look at the funding that's being given to this initiative, and I'm not saying that Morgan State shouldn't get this money, they should not be doing a study, I'm not saying any of that. But I'm looking at them, like, for example, the Lieberman Institute of Brain Development. They have a facility that has several, several million dollar microscopes to do this study. We can't find after school program funding in inner cities. Nope. Just to get 50,000 for the year. Let's okay, let's even say $250,000 to run these programs for the course of the year. And we can't find that funding. L, where can folks find you? Oh, my bad. I usually go with Crush. Or do you want to go first? Well, hey man, listen man. Hey, I'm all over the place. Uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, at Elgin Bailey, all over the place. I'm giving you guys my email address, my my signal, my Discord, my you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, they, they I, I don't know what else to tell you. Shit, I, you ain't gonna reach out because you're scared. Uh, because I'm gonna tell you to stop knocking the fuck shit off. So I mean. Hey, if you're looking for hugs and flowers, go see. You're o. not going to do it. That's what I'm saying. You're going to chastise them for dating six year old women. Go to Elgin's house of pain. I know, yeah, right? Like, like <laughs> dumb ass. 
Maybe you should call that shit. You dated a 65 year old. Friends, you know go ahead and- this, this nigga was far more gentle with this dude this evening than he was in our group chat. He's like, this dumb motherfucker, can't you fire ball? Maybe because he put that picture up, fool. But it wasn't, <laughs> I keep saying it wasn't him, though. It was just an image for reference. You know what? Shut up. He you know what? He he you threw a picture up. You threw a picture of a, of a, a ugly, <laughs> trash-looking Karen who... And this dude looked like he just stepped fresh off a plane. <laughs> I hate you so much. Crush, Yo, where can people find you? Man, they can find me on, on Instagram as usual. Like, the Orange Crush with a K. Hopefully, you can there at the bottom right there. Or SP Methods. I'm also on TikTok at SP Methods. Okay, okay. I see he's on the come up. I see it. Right. Get that TikTok on, bro. Yeah. They shut OnlyFans down, so I mean, hey, listen. Oh, man, look. <laughs> bruh. Bruh. That shit's hilarious. The ripple, ripple effects on the economy from this decision will be massive. The ripple effects will be hilarious, man. How do, you, how do you feel about your stream of income being shut off by November? <laughs> uh, bro, I've already transitioned. <laughs> I've already transitioned away from all these. My own platform. No, but the, seriously, before we go, I think I th- this is a really good opportunity, man, for us to begin to humanize sex workers. I think this is a great conversation to begin to view sex workers as the actual people and not just folks who are trying to get off. Facts. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And I'm Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at MR underscore in the black. And I want to thank you guys once again for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you chose to kick with us and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow us across social media at In the Black PDCST on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that thumbs up button and also hit that subscribe as well. If you want to join the family, do that as well you will not regret to go join us at our or visit us at our patreon page as well but until next time as always informed intelligent in the black in the black in the black podcast, that like your lad is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. You switch fast if you ain't raw, then you're whack. Informed, intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest of them are excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black RP, bro. Man, a specialist. Know what the podcast broadcast. Y'all mess with this. Like, said they my cheat. Who no do it so effortless? I listen to my learn when them listen to my benefit reporting current events everything that is prevalent this is so exquisite a scientific experiment giving you the news not fused without evidence telling you the truth sentiments without embellishments relax these are the facts bringing them to your residence in your house or your tenement listen to hear intelligence body filled with melanin power that's so acetylene bright in the stars bringing some light back to the desolate yeah. In the black podcast, and your land is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, the panther, pull up and watch. Black up in your chat, me can't flop. In the black podcast, and your land is all facts. You don't like that, then fall back. In the black podcast, we outlast. The whole of them can, none of them no can trust. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's how we are doing it, no big old. Yeah. Mr. In the black himself. Uh. What up, D?